Welcome. As women in business, we're so busy being busy. We're juggling life and business. And we're in the hustle. And that's when we lose sight of who we really are. This podcast is here to inspire and empower you, to unleash you, the one that's been hiding behind all the roles that you play. Weekly episodes will help you to find fun, energy, and flow in life, and also give you tips and tools so you can have a successful yet simple business. My guests and myself talk all things mindset, spirituality, relationships, and of course, business. Live the life that you've been dreaming of. Now, let's get to the good part. Hey, welcome to today's episode of the Sharon Cliff Podcast. And today we have Melissa Clarence. And Melissa, I would love you to introduce yourself to the audience who you are and what it is that you do. Hi, everyone. My name is Melissa Clarence. Um, I am a bookkeeper and have been doing bookkeeping for about 20 years, um, which is a scary number because I don't consider myself to be old. <laughs> um, basically, I started my business when the GST came in uh, because I knew that small business really needed some help um, back in the day. It was all very manual. So um, here I am 20 years later still doing the same thing and I've got three kids. Um, I've got a husband that runs a business and life is hectic and a big juggle. (laughs) Yes, life is always hectic, whether you're running your own business or not. Um, And GST for for those that are Australia-based, it's the goods and services tax that we have here, which is a 10% tax. So um, we might dip into that uh, if we've got time. So, Melissa, when we have small business owners that, you know, we're predominantly mums, we're trying to run, you know, life with kids, we are, um, you know, trying to juggle everything. And as small business owners, we wear many hats, you know, we're, we're the we're the ideas person, we're, we're the doer in the business, we're the marketing, we're the customer service, we're the HR, we're everything. And, you know, we do have that role as um, the finance side of it as well. How can we actually make bookkeeping simple? So, you know, it's there's so many things with bookkeeping that you need to do and there's so many different laws and it changes all the time about what you need to do. But what's your best advice for actually keeping things simple with you, with your books? So two things I would say to that, one is do it frequently because the more frequently that you do it, the less overwhelming it's going to be um, and automate as much as possible because we're in a, um, a time of technology and obviously with artificial intelligence and different apps that are out there and available, it they're all designed to make our life easier and you can really harness that in terms of the small business um, sector. We, um, particularly here in Australia, have a huge compliance load in small business. And sometimes, you know, we're just getting the hang of doing one particular thing and then the government will throw something else out there. And um, and it's hard in small business. We don't have departments to look after it. It's, as you said, it's usually the one person wearing many hats. Um, unfortunately for my industry, bookkeeping is probably the last thing that gets thought about because it's all sales and marketing and sales and marketing and delivering the customer what they expect. So I understand that it's one of the last things that people want to do, but if you don't keep on top of it regularly, it gets very overwhelming very, very quickly. So my best piece of advice is frequently do your bookkeeping as best that you can, um, and, and harness apps and, and automation. Okay, excellent. Great tips. So when we're talking about, um, you know, you talk about doing bookkeeping regularly and 
so we can add that into our routine. But when we talk about, you know, we've got business plans and marketing plans and we used to always sort of focus on, you know, a two-year and five-year plan, but now we sort of generally look at the year ahead. So when it comes to finances, should we, we be just concentrating on the current financial year or should we just break that down to just like a 90-day plan so that it's not so overwhelming for us? And as you said, things change so much in in business. Should we focus on a 90 days rather than the full 12 months or should we actually go, okay, we've got 12 months, this is what we need to focus on for, you know, sales coming in or expenses going out. How do we how do we actually do it so that it's not going to be overwhelming for us? What should we focus on, 90 days or the financial year? Or should we do the, well, the two or five-year plan? Yeah, I, I think the answer is all of the above. Um, but realistically, it depends on what period of the year that you're in. So in Australia, our financial year runs to 30 June, so we're about to come to the end of it. So now is a really good time to look at the whole financial year. Um, if you run your profit and loss report because you've got your data up to date, what is it telling you that's happened this year? And, you know, are you about to um, have the best year of your life and you're now going to have a tax problem, which I hope everybody that's listening has that problem? Um, or did you not hit your expectations and you haven't met the sales? And is there anything that you can do between now and the end of the financial year to really drive those sales in to sort of hit the goals that you'd set yourself at the beginning of the year? So the answer to that question is depending on where you are. So I am looking at the moment at all financial year. Um, but in my own business, I regularly look at the month that's gone and the month ahead. So I keep it really small because I'm super overwhelmed with a lot of tasks that I have to do. And I don't want to overwhelm myself more with trying to think of things that I've got to do like two to three years down the track. So I'm a keep it simple. Look at the period that you're in. Um, if you have goals then using a budget is a is a very easy way to achieve those goals within the financial um, part of your business so looking at the last 12 months what was your spend what was your revenue is that achievable is there going to be growth and then just putting out a budget for the next 12 months and so that will help you to keep track of your goal setting and whether or not you're hitting those budgets in terms of your revenue and things like that so um it, it just really depends on where you're at in business. But the the financial year one is going to give you the biggest picture and the month-by-month month one is going to really tell you what your results are right now. And I think that's that's probably in keeping along with making things simple, that if you're just going to look at, at the month, then you're not going to get overwhelmed by your figures for the whole year. And I do also like the, the point that you made is that, you know, when you're coming up to your financial year, whether you're in Australia and it's the end of June or whether you're um, America-based in September, is that don't wait until the financial year's finished before you look at your, your numbers because, as you said, if you're looking now and you've got, you know, five weeks or so to the end of financial year and you know that you've got $10,000 before you would have hit what your target is or you know that you need to make an extra $10,000 because you've had more expenses that month, then you know that you can try and get those extra sales in. So you've been proactive before the end of financial year rather than reactive. And that's something that I do in my business. We, I've got a meeting with my accountant next week where we go through and look at all the different parts of the business and then also our personal finances and look at, okay, well, what have we got coming in? What can we do to, um, you know, if we've got a number of expenses coming in, what can we do to bring extra cash in to, to, to balance the figure? So that's a really great point. The next thing I wanted to talk about is, you know, we, we said about 
focusing on, you know, having that that financial year budget, but also focusing monthly so that we're across our figures. But for for business owners that, as we said, you know, they're, they're wearing all the different hats, what is the best, what is the most important thing for them to focus on? So, you know, obviously, you know, we've got whether you've got, got someone that's using an Excel spreadsheet or whether they're using something like Zero or Myob or, um, you know, some other kind of, of, um, of system, what can the business owner actually make sure that, you know, if they've only got a small amount of time to get a couple of tasks done, what is the main things that they should focus on for the month? Should they be looking at profit and loss? Should they be just looking at, you know, what expenses they've got going out versus what sales they've got coming in? What's the main thing? Like if you if I said, look, I've only got... 10 minutes a day or, you know, an hour a month to focus on my financials. What What's the main thing I should focus on? Okay, so bank reconciliation is the main thing that you have to keep up to date because there is nothing else that you can view unless that's done. So if you don't have your bank rec done, um, then there's nothing else that I can say because <laughs> there's no other numbers to look at. Um, and in an Excel spreadsheet, a bank reconciliation would be actually you typing in all of the income that you've received in that period versus what you've spent. Um, now, if we break that down into a smaller bundle, the most important thing would be to apply your um, sales. So if you're a e-commerce or you're selling a product and everything's just coming in through Stripe or PayPal, then just get that reconciled off to your sales account. If you have customers that you're invoicing, then make sure that you're matching the customer payment to the to customer's invoices. And, um, and then from there, chase money. Because if you are doing an invoicing system where you're sending out invoices to customers, I'm so blown away every time I touch a business that they don't chase up their accounts receivable. They do not pick up the phone. They don't send an email. Um, and they've just left money on the table. And that's without even making any extra sales. So that's, for me, um, making sure that you're getting the money in that you actually have sold is the most important thing in small business because cash is king and if you don't have it, then you're not going to go anywhere. So um, you should dedicate at least 10 minutes a week to checking that everything that you've sold is the money that is now sitting in your bank account. And if not, is there another, you know, can you provide like a payment service to your customers to make it easier for them to pay you? Um, you know, put Stripe on or give a PayPal option or something like that. Um, and then after those things are done, because um, that's really going to tick your business over, is then it's time to categorise your expenses. And then once you've categorised your expenses, then you get to see the whole picture of your business. So, it, look, if you've only got 10 to 15 minutes per week, accounts receivable and bank reconciliation is absolutely where you should be spending your time. Yeah, absolutely. And I And a lot of the the mistakes I see or I guess areas of opportunity for businesses is that they do all the work and particularly in service-based businesses and then, you know, a month later they're issuing the invoices. And I think, yep. you know, if you really want to, if you're a business owner that doesn't like that, you know, confrontation or um, that awkwardness of having to follow up clients is invoice you know, before the work and get them to pay half up front and then, and then half when it's done or, put them on a monthly retainer so they know that they get invoiced on the first of the month and they've got to pay by the 15th. Like take some of that awkwardness away if you don't like that. And like for myself, I don't like to follow up invoices because I just think, you know, I'm 
I want to make sure that that's automated. So in my business, when I issue invoices, if it's not paid by a certain date, they automatically get an email from zero that says, hey, you know, your, your invoice is overdue. You know, if you've overlooked it, please pay. Because then that takes away, you know, you don't you don't like to play that sort of good cop, bad cop. So if that's mm, your business, mm. again, it comes back to what you said before, automating parts of your business. And mm. you can do the same with, you know, bank reconciliations. I have my my bank fee coming to zero so that it goes out, oh, this this has popped in, it matches that, and it takes two seconds. So, again, you yeah. know, where you're saying you should focus your your time is that reconciliation, and you can automate that. You know, it's it's easy to set up. Mm, so, mm, 100%. Um, and, and sometimes that's the thing too, you know, we, we focus on, um, you know, doing the work but then forget to, to get the invoices out there quickly as well. So as soon as you've got that job finished, get an invoice and get it out there. And and be strict with your terms too, you know, like you don't have to give everyone 30 days, give people seven days. Mm. So if you find that your cash flow is not working, then then change your terms. Yeah. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about is, you know, we've spoke about, you know, whether you're using Excel and different systems and automation. What are the best ways for people to track this track their financial? So, you know, obviously I've just mentioned zero because that's what I use. You know, if we're a small, if we're a small business, and again, we're wearing the same hats, we don't want to have different systems. We want to make make sure that what we're doing is simple, but then we don't want massive expenses with lots of different systems. So, for me, you know, I always recommend zero because it's pretty easy to use. It's you know, it's reasonable. I think it's about fifty dollars a month. But for for you and looking, you know, the clients that you work with, what do you find is the, is the best or easiest system for them to use? Well, I fly the blue banner of zero. Um, I mean, I used to be all about Myob um, back in the day because that was in Australia, that was the predominant software. I think in America, the predominant one is um, Sage and QuickBooks. Um, and, I, and I think zero is breaking into the market over there somewhat. But I find that because there's different levels of subscription in zero, you can start as a really micro business. They've got starter packages that are, you know, $25 a month. Um, you can't do um, a lot of payroll and a lot of invoicing, but it get, it gets you started. I think an Excel spreadsheet is the modern day version of a shoebox with receipts in them. Um, I was going to so, mention the shoebox. <laughs> so I don't think, I hope no one keeps a shoebox with receipts in them, but I think where it's moved to is people just create like a Google Doc or a, a spreadsheet. Um The problem with that system is that because you are busy and you're probably going to do that at 11 o'clock at night when your accountant has emailed you and said, hey, your BAS is due or your tax return is due, there's a lot of room for mistakes to be made because you're actually manually typing it. And even if you're um, a little bit savvy and you download your CSV file out of your internet banking into your Excel spreadsheet and sort of start there, it's just a really long process to to do your accounts that way. And because it's so difficult, nobody wants to do it. So I've found the best thing to do is get a piece of software that makes your life easier and then you'll want to do it more because it's not a, a blockage. So I definitely recommend Zero for whatever level of business that you're on. The philosophy behind that software also was that we can't be everything to everyone. So here's a here's an accounting package. It's pretty much got everything that you need at a basic level of business. And as you get to those other areas where maybe you're a tradie and you're doing service calls and you need to, you know, manage your schedule, well, there's an add-on app for that. So as your business grows, I think zero can really grow with you. But at the very beginning of your business, it's not very expensive. 
it automates a lot of things. Um, you mentioned that in your bank reconciliation, there's the ability to create bank rules around things that happen regularly, you know, Facebook ads or, your, you know, Google Drive subscription. You can just set up bank rules for those things that every time that comes in on your bank feed, it's automatically reconciled. You don't have to worry about it. So I definitely agree that zero is the way to go um, and it'll just make that um, feeling in your head of not wanting to do your bookkeeping just that little bit easier because it is a bit simpler. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's particularly for service-based business when we look at what tasks we should be doing and what we should be letting someone else do is that we think, you know, another $25 a month subscription is going to add cost to our business, but how much time are you going to save by, you know, you've got an app on your phone where if you you know, if you've got a car that's part of your business or you take a client out for lunch or whatever you do or you buy some stationary office works, you can quickly take a photo of that receipt and upload it into Zero, So yeah. you're not having to sit there at 11 o'clock at night, um, you know, do, doing your book work. So I think it's about, you know, yes, okay, it's going to cost you that much a month, but it's going to save you so much time and also the anxiety when you're trying to do all your books. And, you know, you're going to have all your records there as well. Mm. So that sort of leads us to the next point, I guess, is, you know, us as business business owners wearing lots of hats and managing the bookkeeping for ourselves. But for us that, you know, we see that we either don't want to do bookkeeping or we don't have the time to or our business has got a little bit bigger and, and we actually just physically can't do it anymore, at what point should we look at outsourcing? So, you know, what what can we outsource and when when do you see those stages in the clients that you work with because we always say you know hire before you need that person so I guess it's the same with outsourcing your bookkeeping do it before you need to do it before you get too busy because otherwise you know you're just going to end up in a heap and you're going to have you know a drawer full of receipts that you haven't put in for three months because you've been so busy and you thought I'll get to that next month you know or next Mm -hmm. quarter when that when you when your tax is due so yeah so two questions in one I guess what should we outsource and when should we actually outsource? So what you should outsource is the basic part of bookkeeping. So you need to keep control of your sales and your accounts receivable process. You can outsource some of your accounts receivable process in terms of the follow-up, but really you as the business owner need to keep control of that because that's, at the end of the day, the core of what you're doing is you're doing your sales. It's very difficult to outsource that to somebody that doesn't know what you've sold or, you know, done the service or whatever. So you'll always retain that module of your um, finances within business, but the rest of it can get outsourced. The bank reconciliation, the entering of receipts, the matching of the data, um, you know, you can outsource payroll if you don't have the time to run a pay run every week outsourcing the bill payment function. So um, if all of the invoices are getting entered from your suppliers, then it's a matter of, you know, getting a a report at the end of each week or fortnight from your outsourced bookkeeper and then saying, yes, I want to pay these five. And then it just all gets sort of done behind the scenes. So um, yes, there's definitely parts of the bookkeeping that can never give up, obviously around sales and the rest of it you should outsource. Now, when is the time to outsource is such a tricky question because it always comes down to money. It's it, it's expensive to outsource. And as you said before, in relation to just the zero subscription, not many people see the value in the bookkeeping spend because 
we're not bringing you new clients and we're not generating income for your business. So usually we're on the bottom of the heap. Um, if I was a marketing consultant, you know, they'd be banging down the door. <laughs> so how can I spend my money with you? True. Um, so there's a couple of um, ways that I get when I get to see small business come to me as a bookkeeper. One is that they're way behind on their buzz and they can't sleep at night and they're freaking out because they haven't got their stuff up to date. So that's when you've left it too long. You know, you should have outsourced before then because now it's going to be costly because now you've got to go back and do a lot of data and a lot of unpicking and, and it's often very messy and, you know, that was well overdue to be outsourced. Um, the other one is when you just don't have time to do it anymore and you're finally turning over a profit and, you know, you, you think, well, how much is my hourly rate um, and I'm spending 10 hours a week doing this and I really don't want to do it, I'm, you know, I'm on... Um, on the weekends I'm doing it and I should be spending it with my family. So that's probably the decision before you get to the, the non-compliance area. Yeah. Um, and then start with a provider that can give you that sort of growth level of zero. So start with, I, I just want you to do my, my expenses and my bank rec and then I'll manage everything else. And then it just grows with you. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the thing, you know, if you find that you're, you know, in your office 11 o'clock at night or you're on the weekends or you're so far behind with your invoicing or accounts receivable or you know, you know, that your business is about to have, you know, a, a really big expansion because you might have got, you know, a, a new client in, you might be increasing your team, so therefore you're going to increase your sales, then that's the that's when you need to out, start to outsource. Don't don't wait till you're in that, um, you know, that heap and it's too late. You need to make sure you do it beforehand. So, that's all fantastic tips. Thank you so much for your um, your great tips and advice around, um, you know, how to make bookkeeping simple, what we need to look out for, how far ahead we need to look, and then, you know, what, what's the best way to, to stay on track and then, of course, um, you know, how we can track everything and then when we should outsource and um, and what we should outsource. So, Marissa, thank you so much for your time on the Shankleaf podcast today. I will link in the show notes to your website and social so that people can reach out to you if um, you know if they're looking for a bookkeeper. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Pleasure. Fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Before you press stop, thanks for listening to today's episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, do the three S's. Subscribe so you never miss an episode each Thursday. Shout out to your community so they can be inspired and empowered. And share. Share with me your aha moments and your takeaways. By doing this, it helps this podcast to inspire and impact more women globally so they can have a fulfilling life and business. I would love for you to connect with me on Instagram, The Sharon Cliff. And if you want to know more about me or how you can work with me, head to my website, sharoncliff.com.au. See you next time.